Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, hello to you, my friends. Old and new, I'm so excited to be launching my very first podcast episode. Gotta be honest, it feels kind of surreal, but welcome, welcome. I think this is going to be a fun way, an inspiring way to kick off this new podcast. So, um, I created this space to share the endless learning I've been doing ever since I became an entrepreneur back in 2009. I'm a bit of a personal growth junkie, (laughs) and our main focus for the foreseeable future here is to talk about selling on Etsy with a few related spinoff topics here and there. So I decided to start developing this project during 2020 when the pandemic, A, exploded my own Etsy shop where I sell painted wood signs. And this told me that more people are buying on Etsy than ever. And then B, um, that time frame attracted thousands of new sellers who were looking to supplement their income or find an outlet for their creativity while the world was flipped upside down. And the message I heard from these folks again and again was that they needed guidance to figure out, you know, how do you be successful on this platform? Um, And that just really resonated with me and attracted my interest because of my training background, which I'll share more about in a few minutes, and also just the compassion I felt for so many people who desperately needed to find new ways to make money and pay the bills. I really, I sincerely believe there's more than enough room in e-commerce for anyone with the talent and desire to just pull up a seat to the table and and put their stuff out there. Um, I'm like super anti-scarcity. So even before the pandemic, um, I'd created a really successful full-time shop. And then from there, it's only gotten better and more choices. So I just want to tell you right now as we're getting started that um, Etsy is definitely not too saturated if you want to come figure it out. So Okay, so first things first, I'll tell you a bit about my background so you can get a sense of the foundation behind all of this. And then from there, I'll share my own Etsy journey, which has been incredible. And um, we'll finish off with the vision I have for us all going forward with this podcast and the new website and the courses and everything. So um, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, and I'm the daughter of two very successful entrepreneurs in the software field. I spent two years of college at Purdue University where I studied interior design. So I think that's maybe some of my artsy background. (laughs) And then I spent two and a half years at the University of Illinois in Champaign, where I, LOL, (laughs) finished a degree in history. Um, You know, I just never knew what I wanted to do. You know, nothing nothing felt right in the traditional career field, which P.S. makes so much more sense now. (laughs) I'm living this life. So I just got a general liberal arts degree, which is what you did back then. Back then, when you didn't know what to do, you just got a degree. You um, 
you know, made sure that you had a, you know, college credits under your belt. And then you went off into the world knowing that just having the degree would get you a job. Um, and, you know, you, you figured doors would open. And for me, fortunately they did. <laughs> um, I had a lot of interest in education and in like summer camp administration, which I realize now has a lot to do with like my passion for developing people and calling them into their purpose and coaching them in mindset areas they want to develop. But then at the same time, those fields never felt quite right in and of themselves. So I worked at Old Navy through college. God bless all of you retail workers. We feel you. We love you. (laughs) And I knew I wanted a big change when I graduated. So I started job hunting in San Antonio, Texas as a new graduate and got an entry-level mortgage processor job at um, USAA, which is a huge bank and insurance company. And my parents, they like to spend the colder months in Texas. So I knew that moving here would give me enough access to my family to feel connected, but enough independence to feel like I was having an adventure. And USA was an incredible company to work with. The work experience was so valuable, but I knew early on that traditional work path, like the corporate environment was just not for me. Um, Great company, great experience. And like at the same time showed me exactly what I didn't want the rest of my life to look like. So my first adventures into entrepreneurship began with a few years in network marketing and Uh, Like so many of us, it taught me a lot about personal development and kind of exposed some of my weaknesses as I went into being my own boss. And I quickly began learning all I could about business and mindset and marketing. And that was a major turning point for me because I experimented with social media marketing and quickly got the knack for creating content that drew interest and motivated customers. It was like such rich learning ground. So then... I built my first solo company as a social media manager and consultant. And I spent the next several years managing the social media of many clients. I got to work on a, with a movie production company, nonprofit organizations, multiple authors, private pa- practices, so much more. There was a lot that went on during those years. And I got to consult with tons of companies and individuals to like teach them how to run their own social media effectively. And that was the most awesome training ground. Like I learned a ton because I got to play with different brands and try different strategies. And it was just a great, you know, it was like a, a laboratory, a marketing laboratory. And there was always plenty of work to do um, and work to find. You know, social media was just kind of felt a bit like the wild, wild west still back then. So I think at the time I was super grateful for all those opportunities. Like even though it wasn't the most flexible um, career But the one thing that nagged me again and again was I was developing the brand and dreams of all of these other people, which was fine. You know, that's noble work, but there was no space left to work on my own, you know, to figure out what my message was to share with the world or where I really wanted to um, kind of serve and branch out. So, And then I found out I was pregnant with my first child, and that created a really natural pivot point for me. it was it was immediately evident <laughs> that my entrepreneurial grind in social media consulting and management was just not going to fit anymore. The idea of conducting focused conference calls or brainstorming sessions or you know trying to crush a like a you know all of a sudden a client would be like I need you know 30 new posts on this topic by tomorrow and I mean none of that was going to work with a baby crying or a toddler at my feet. It wasn't attractive. It wasn't practical. I wasn't, you know, and I wasn't going to be able to do as good of a job. 
for, you know, for the client. So I began to think about how I could leverage what I'd learned in social media to a much more flexible business model that I could run from home at any time of day with any noise in the background. And like, basically, that's where my Etsy shop was born. This podcast is brought to you by Daily Harvest. You've probably heard of Daily Harvest, right? They make those clean, organic food and smoothie bowls. They're perfect for on the go, and it's definitely made its way through the grapevine. So this is so funny. Whenever I bring up Daily Harvest with people, they've all heard of it. They're always like, oh, yeah, I've heard of it, but I've never tried it. Is it actually any good? And I love this conversation because I have used Daily Harvest since early 2021. And um, and it's been incredible. I've actually been on a weight loss and maintenance journey for many years. And it's been such a delicious and helpful tool actually to help me stay on track. So in case you haven't heard of it, Daily Harvest is a company that creates organic whole food smoothies and bowls and flatbreads. They are packed with nutrition and really amazing ingredients to help you make great choices for your body. And they have tons of choices that they'll ship to you frozen so you can prepare them when you need them and with so much convenience. So I love the smoothies. I'll blend them up at home and um, I'll use oat or flax milk and the scoop of Primal Kitchen protein powder. And my favorites are the strawberry and peach and the mint and cacao right now. But I actually haven't had a smoothie that I didn't love. I've tried uh, many of them. They're delicious. And then uh, for lunches, I'll use their bowls very often. And I'll make a little extra protein for dinner the night before, you know, throw a little extra chicken or steak or whatever um, on the grill or in the oven and for whatever I'm already cooking. And then I'll put the extra on the bowl the next day for lunch and I'll just have an amazingly healthy and satisfying and delicious meal. And so I always feel really good about these choices. Like I don't have to think about it. It's easy. So for the bowls, my personal favorites right now are the sweet potato and wild rice hash bowl the spinach and shiitake grits. And then there's um, a Brussels sprouts and pad lime Thai bowl with some spice that I, that I always order too. But there's lots of interesting flavor combos to choose from. You really can't go wrong. So just look at the choices and pick flavors that appeal to you. And if you need a convenient but healthy food to keep your body strong and on track, I really feel very confident to suggest you check out Daily Harvest, try your first order. You can actually get $35 off your first order with my link down in the show notes. So go ahead and grab that. If you need a little incentive, do it. They're amazing. You'll be so happy with the quality of their meals. Literally with our baby on the way, I posted pictures of some very, very, very rustic reclaimed wood signs that we'd made for the nursery. And we'd always been like a DIY family, right? So this was a natural project for us to take on. It was great content to show my blog followers. Uh, I didn't think anything of it. This just natural transition happened. And what I didn't expect was the response to these like seriously, like seriously amateur signs. Like I look back now and I kind of, I'm kind of embarrassed, but so many people ask, like, how did you make those? And are you, can you sell them? And we just knew we were, we were maybe onto something. And so I really wanted to share this with you to encourage people to just start and figure it out as you go, because we were legit amateurs. <laughs> Nothing in our business looks the same now. I mean, we we tried stuff and when it it didn't work, we tweaked it. We studied and researched and just went for it. And I mean, I think, you know, maybe there's like a thick skin element. You just have to be willing. You know what? You have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to maybe be like called out, you know, like, oh, that's terrible, you know, whatever, that's terrible or whatever. And you just have to kind of laugh it off. Um, 
I don't know if you've heard the phrase, I always like to say, everything is figureoutable, which is Marie Forleo's quote from her amazing, and the title of her amazing book, Super Recommend It. And it just means that if you don't know something or one thing isn't working, you can figure it out. You can find answers. Yeah, I think this is so, I'll probably sound a bit like a broken record, but if I can literally just convince you of this one thing, that it doesn't matter what anyone says, it doesn't matter how draft one goes, like you can fail, you can fall totally on your face and you don't have to go like hide out and lick your wounds and be like, well, I guess I can't do this. Like, no, you like just whatever, laugh it off, get back up and try again. Um, we can always learn and get better and try again. So, okay. So, so we started super low tech, super low key. Um, I literally pre-made and photographed each piece we were going to sell um, individually. It was a ton of work. We only did reclaim wood in the very beginning. Our stencils that we used to create the designs were printed on paper, and I used a, like a transfer effect to guide my painting. Super amateur. And then um, from there, we bought th thin sheets of plastic from Hobby Lobby, and my husband would like literally cut the stencils from the from the printed paper out from the plastic with an exacto knife, so they could be reusable. Like he literally hand cut stencils. It was ridiculous. But then we sold several of those signs and realized that this was too slow. Um, so we bought a stencil cutter and that was a learning curve to say the least, like figuring out the software. And I remember creating the stencil cuts with, with that software was a chore. It was such a, it was such a process. And, you know, there's a one little story that I want to highlight right now. So really early on, I think it was even right before we bought the stencil cutter, this, this precious lady reached out and she'd seen a few of my signs and she was like, Hey, I like this look. Would you please create this custom piece for me? And she just instilled this confidence in me like this. It's so amazing how one person, one little transaction can kind of be a pivot point or a launch point for your company. All of a sudden I was like, oh, like you want to pay me to make this custom piece for you. I mean, think about it, guys. I'm brand new. I'm literally using the most amateur techniques. And she's like, yeah. And so I do it. And to me, it like looked good. But it looked super rustic, but she loved it. And then I think what she did for me that really made a difference was she took this, uh, she took a photograph of it. It was around the holidays. She had this beautiful mantle in her home and she put my super rustic, but like cute, you know, cute looking reclaim wood sign on her mantle. And she took these gorgeous pictures and all of a sudden it took what looked like this really amateur piece and it, and just the photograph itself made it look so next level. Like it made it look like it could have been at Magnolia Market, you know, with Joanna, Joanna Gaines, like just that farmhouse traditional style. And all of a sudden, like her belief in me and choosing my business to do this and then to photograph it in that way, it just like reframed my whole perspective. I saw the whole business differently. And so I think that's when I really felt the confidence to, I was like, okay, we're buying the stencil cutter. We're moving to this next stage. I think the next evolution was that at some point I decided I just wanted to paint bigger signs. You know, I knew there was more of a market for smaller signs, you know, a smaller price point. You could move more of them. But when I calculated my costs and time to make the small ones, like plus what shipping cost me, they really weren't profitable enough for, with our current process back then. So I decided to niche down and I was just going to be queen of the large signs. You know, I was going to do statement pieces, above bed signs, long thin ones. And getting focused like that really helped because it was easier to streamline the building process to just a few specific and bigger sizes. And I knew we would make a better profit on each piece. 
Um, another phase was we added a new wood option for each sign because I saw on Etsy that listings that with a cheaper and more like with both a cheaper and more expensive variation created this like psychological effect that raised sales. And so that was another turning point for us. And I should, you know, I should probably also add that my husband could do a whole separate episode on the evolution of the building process and how he upgraded tools and machinery and built jigs. I mean, it's really, it's all been such a journey. Um, but then our sales grew and sourcing enough reclaimed wood became more tricky. So we found, we went and found a partner that would start funneling the deliver or the, the deliver. They would start funneling the wood for us and like deliver it. These were all just different stages. Like I just want you to I just want you to feel like, again, everything is figure outable, that you you hit roadblocks and you figure it out. And it's not the end of the world. There's, I mean, definitely some stressful days, but you go through an evolution process. You know, another big turning point was when I figured out I could use a blank sign um, that was staged, you know, and photographed as a mock-up um, so that I didn't have to take pictures of each and every sign I wanted to sell. I just had my blanks and I could put whatever text I want on them on, you know, on a computer program um, that I wanted to try and sell. And this was great. I could test products and I could use that photo for the listing because I, I knew with my um, when I got the bigger stencil cutter that I with my with my advanced painting skills at that point, I could create exactly what the digital image showed. You know, I would still be able to give them exactly what they were seeing. And it just saved me so much time and space. Like that was such a huge, another aha breakthrough moment. And I was able to add tons more listings because I didn't have to paint each one. I could just use a mock-up and that really helped our shop. Uh, okay. And a few years later, we added framed versions of the, of the new wood signs since we noticed it was a big trend. That was another like pivot point. And then, you know, coming up for us next, the next phase is um, purchasing a really large industrial printer so that we can make more signs faster and it won't require me to paint everything because um, being able to hire help has been really hard to get people at the same skill level of painting. So we know now that we can increase our sales a lot by reducing our turnaround time. Like it's been, we've had it at two to three weeks for years because every sign is custom made with the colors and finish that each customer picks. And so we have lots of room to close that gap. We could really sell a lot more if we could get that turnaround time down. Um, and we want to scale to other platforms to sell and, you know, maybe, maybe get on Amazon handmade and try some other ones. But right now I just, you know, I can't paint enough or fast enough for all of that. So we need to be able to scale, go faster, and delegate more of the work. Um, so, yeah, just – and, you know, it just depends on the business and what you delegate. You know, I was able to get some help, like, maybe with base painting or with staining frames or some general work like that. You know, Chris would have guys come in and help him build signs. But the painting, I was never able to, like, create a long-term solution with delegating. So you just have to kind of figure it out as you go. Um, and then – you know, I would just say it's just been such an evolution in our products, our processes, our mindset, everything. Like I can't stress enough how important it is to allow yourself to start small, like right where you're at. You don't have to have all the answers or the perfect process. Like if you have a quality product that you're proud of that people are currently sh shopping for, you know, on the platform, like the rest is figure outable. So that's our shop story. That's where we're at. And now I'm I'm really excited to add in this other project and and help you with your goals. You know, we've weathered a lot on Etsy. Um, we've seen different trends. We've figured out how to grow, and now I just I really want to protect the culture um, with integrity. And 
high quality and just really loving our customers and taking pride in our work and in our shops. And it's been such a such a blessing for us. And I also just I I love the idea of helping folks make their, you know, make their little dream shop, their side gig or their full-time passion, make it a reality. You know, I want to help you in any way that I can with consulting, with courses, with creating resources to answer your biggest questions and concerns. So I really invite you, you know, shoot me a note or reach out to me or keep following um, for, for more resources. I'd love your ideas and input. I'd love to know what you need. I'd love to just, I, I feel like Etsy, it's not just a platform, it's a community. And I really want to give back, you know, like for me, this is, this is also awesome. It gives my, my family more freedom to be able to add, um, this end of our business, but it's also just, you know, mutually beneficial. Like I really want to serve you and help you to attain the goals that you have. So, um, I hope that this has been, you know, interesting for you today to hear where I've come from. I hope it's been an encouragement to you because, you can figure this out. You can do it. There's just a few holes. There's probably just a few small places that you need to tweak. Um, and and whether or not you want to talk that through with me on like a consulting situation, or you want to check out some of the free resources or, or even paid courses on the site to help you fill in those blanks, I would love to do that. I'm so excited for you. I'm so for you. And I really, no scarcity. I believe that there's room for you here. So thanks for hanging with me today. And I'll see you on the next round, next time. Have a great one. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.